and I want to welcome you to our Christmas Day broadcast, which has been planned with you and your family in mind. We're so glad you're with us today. Toward the end of our time together, we will have the opportunity to participate in a moment of communion. If you joined us at a Three Circle campus for one of our Christmas Eve gatherings, you likely received a Christmas take-home box, which has several things that you can utilize during this broadcast, including some fun items for young children as well as communion elements for your family. I encourage you to go ahead and grab your box, if you received one, to make the most of our time together. In a few minutes, we will hear from our lead pastor as we conclude our Traditions teaching series. Today's teaching notes are available through the Three Circle mobile app. So if you don't yet have our app on your phone or tablet, you are welcome to download it from your app store and follow along with us. 
In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the Sea of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into the heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. All who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Come and be 
Well, good morning, Three Circle Church. I want to wish you a a very Merry Christmas. Uh, You may be joining us early on Christmas morning. You may be right in the middle of the day and you've already enjoyed the morning, or it may be late at night and you're catching this gathering, this online coming together on Christmas Day uh, as the last thing you do on Christmas Day. But whenever you are joining us, I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And I want you to know as we jump into the Word of God together for a few moments today to, to celebrate, to worship, to remember what this day is all about, I want to remind you that that Christmas is for all of us. Uh, it's not just for those of us who have little kids at home or or big kids at home still. Uh, some of your empty nesters today is for you. As some of you, this is the hardest Christmas you've ever had. This day is still for you. The hope and joy, meaning, and purpose of Christmas is for all of us. If this is a good Christmas or maybe this is a tough time in your life, if today you are uh, surrounded by people you love or if today you are lonely, I want you to know that the hope of Christmas is for you. The truth behind this holiday we celebrate is for every single one of us, no matter who we are, no matter what we're going through right now. And my hope is that you will be encouraged. You know, when I think about Christmas, uh, I think about so many different memories. But one of the things for me, being a dad, and and my kids are now, uh, almost all of them are teenagers. One's going to soon be a teenager, but over the years, we have had to put together toys and different items for their Christmas gifts, and and I don't know about you, but that's always been intimidating to me, man. That's just kind of not my strong suit, but hey, you got to do it, right? And and I don't know about you, but when you open those boxes for those toys and things like that, uh, it it's like, why do they have to break it into a million pieces, right? Why do they have to do it that way? But they always do, and I remember in particular one Christmas, I uh, I was going to surprise my kids with a new basketball goal. And so you would think that'd be pretty easy, but man, it was like a hundred different pieces that had to be put together. In fact, one of my really good friends that goes to our church uh, and lives in my neighborhood agreed to help me with it. I bet he regretted that later because as we were putting it together, we thought We thought that we were following the instructions. We were following the sequence of events to get this thing done right. But we realized about two-thirds of a way through putting together this basketball goal that we had missed a step. We had missed a part that needed to go on there. And because those instructions and because those parts had to go together perfectly, guess what? We had to tear it all apart because there, there was no way to get around that part that we had missed. It all went together. And if you took that one part out, the basketball goal simply would not assemble correctly. And today, as we look at the Christmas story, we're going to look at a very, very famous uh, group of scriptures from the Old Testament that foretold, that prophesied about who Jesus would be. But there's incredible detail about who he is, who he would be. And every single piece of that is so very important. So what I would love to do right now, if you are with your family, you got your kids, hey, everybody get together, and you can either read it right there on the screen as you join us, you can open up your Bibles, but if you want to go to Isaiah uh, chapter 9, we're going to begin in verse 6. And this is for you, man, if you are grandparents and it's just you guys at home, you're all by yourself right now, I want you to open up your Bible. I want you to join us because the hope in these verses. This hope is for all of us. This hope is for every single one of us on this Christmas day. So let's go to Isaiah uh, chapter nine, beginning in verse six. It says this, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, 
and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will be to perform this. Now, as we look at these verses, I just want to read that passage to you because that passage is meant to be a joy-producing passage. But what we're going to do now is we're going to slowly walk through it, and you're going to see that embedded in these verses are four titles for this child, four titles that work kind of like the parts to that basketball goal we put together or whatever toy or item you had to put together, right? And maybe you're still trying to put it together. And you know, like we found out with that basketball goal, if you miss one of those parts, it's not going to go together right. It's just a mess. And that is true of the way the Bible reveals Jesus to us. If you take one of these parts out, you don't have the Jesus of the Bible anymore. So let's look at the four different titles that the prophet Isaiah, under the power and leadership of the Holy Spirit, gave us that tell us who Jesus really is. Let's look at it again. So first of all, it's in verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Right out of the gate we see Christmas because the greatest gift giver of all time is our Heavenly Father. And right now as we gather together in living rooms across our region right now online, I want to remind you there's never been a greater gift given than Jesus. In the New Testament, uh, in John, the Bible tells us that God gave his only son, his only begotten son. And that idea of only begotten son means there's never been another. He was so unique and God gave him to us, for us. And that's exactly what Isaiah is saying here. This child that was born was born for us, for you. No matter what you're going through today, you matter to God. Your family matters to God. Your children matter to God. And you may think, if you're alone today, or maybe life hasn't been good for you lately, and this is a tough Christmas, you may think, I don't really matter. What, what does anything matter in the grand scheme of things? But I want to remind you today, the Bible trumpets the message for all of us. It's a message of hope and peace and love and joy, and it's this. You mattered so much to God that he gave his son. That child that was born was born unto us, born for us. What an incredible truth today to be reminded of, to be encouraged with. Whether it's early in the morning or late on Christmas evening that you're hearing this, let this truth encourage you. You matter to God. He sent his son, this child, for you, for me. And the government will be upon his shoulder. Well, that idea is the fact that he will rule and reign. Jesus, that child, would grow to be a full-grown man who would give his life on the cross but would three days later be resurrected from the dead and he rules and he reigns over all. There is no power above Jesus. There is no power that can separate you, if you know Jesus, from his love. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And then we get the titles. Isaiah says, and his name shall be called. That means this is who he is. And it's important that we know each one of them has two words. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Let's talk about these four pieces because, remember, if you take one of them out, you don't have Jesus anymore. You've got some form of him, some version of him, 
But to have the saving Jesus of the Bible, to know him, you need to know who he tells you that he is. And you can't pick and choose. So the first thing the Bible tells you here is that he is the wonderful counselor. Now, what makes Jesus different than all other counselors? Because a counselor is someone who advises you, right? Who gives you input into your life, who tells you the direction you should go. Well, here's the deal. Counselors are amazing. And if you've ever been to counseling, you know how wonderful the gift of counseling is. But all human counselors, in the end, fall somewhat short. Even the best of them don't always know all the answers and have all the all the right answers for every situation that you deal with. They're going to try. They're going to do a really good job to help you. But since they are human, there are limitations. The Bible's telling you here that this baby that was born to us, if we have a relationship with him, he counsels us perfectly. And, and think about this. Jesus is the counselor who knows the future. He knows everything that's going to happen, so you can trust Everything he tells you to do, everything he tells you not to do is for your good. You can just simply trust everything that Jesus says to you. It'll always prove to be true. And you say, well, where do I find what Jesus has, has told me to do? His word. Jesus' word is his counsel to us, and it's always true, and it's fully trustworthy. That's why we can say and agree with Isaiah and celebrate it today on Christmas that he is the wonderful counselor. Not only is he the wonderful counselor, the Bible says he is mighty God. Now that separates Jesus apart. You know, all other world religions, all other world religions, their founder, none of them ever claimed to be God, but Jesus did. Jesus made an astounding claim over and over and over again while he walked on this earth, and it was that he was God. He said that when you looked at him, you were looking at God that he and the Father were one. Uh, he gave us this concept of the Trinity, of Father, Son, and Spirit. And Jesus is saying that he shared the essence of the Godhead with the Father and the Spirit. He was fully God. He wasn't part God and part man. He was fully God, fully man. So we agree with Isaiah, and we celebrate it, that this baby who was born in that manger, lying there, who would grow up and die for us and then resurrect from the grave. He was God. He wasn't just sent to us by God. He was God. Some of his disciples at the last supper they would have with him before his, his death, uh, one of the disciples said to Jesus, will you show us God? Will you show us the Father? And Jesus said, have you, have you been with me for three years and you don't know who I am? He, he was saying, I am God. You're looking at him. I am God. And that is what the Bible says, that this child who's born to us is mighty God. The third title that we have here, and by the way, if you take any of these out, you don't have Jesus anymore. If Jesus doesn't know everything and, and, and can give us perfect counsel, he's not the Jesus of the Bible. And if you don't believe Jesus is God, you just believe he's a good man, you don't have the Jesus of the Bible. You gotta have all the pieces. And then the, the next one is he's the everlasting father. Now, the idea here is you may get confused. You may go, well, wait a minute. I thought the Bible told us that Jesus was the Son of God, that there's the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. But the idea in the Hebrew here is the idea that whenever there's a leader, that's considered like the father of that nation or the father of that movement. We would even say that like in our own country. We, we like to say the father of the United States, so to speak. A founding father would be like George Washington and some of those guys, right? The Hebrew idea here is that Jesus is the leader and protector and shepherd of his people, and the Bible says everlasting. 
Now, why did the Bible not use the word eternal? Well, eternal means that it has no beginning and no end. But what this is saying is Jesus took on the role of being the head of the church, the head of his people, and that it would be everlasting, meaning from that point forward, it would have no end. And so today, here, Christmas Day, whatever time of the day you're doing it, wherever you're doing it, with people or all by yourself, please celebrate with me right now that Jesus is our everlasting Father. He will keep us protect us, guide us, lead us, love us, nurture us, feed us. He will shepherd us like a father. And then finally, the title that, again, like all of them, must be a part of the equation. You don't put together this basketball goal, this biblical basketball goal, without having all four of these parts. Is this last one, Prince of Peace. That's really good news. Because if he is God and he has all power, and if he is perfect and wonderful counselor, he knows everything. And if he is everlasting father, meaning that his rule and reign will never end, then what kind of ruler is he? And if he's a father figure over us, then what kind of leader is he and protector? Well, the Bible tells us this, he's the prince of peace, meaning that no matter what's going on around you, if you know Jesus, you can have peace, peace that is not circumstantial peace that's not dependent on what's going on around you. That's why I can tell you today, if this is the hardest Christmas you've ever had, if you walked into this Christmas day with incredible loss, incredible pain, and you're wondering why in the world do you have uh, have to celebrate this day today, I hope that as you've joined us, you will be reminded that God through Jesus offers us peace that can transcend all of our circumstances. God can give you peace in the middle of the storm. God can give you peace in the middle of your loneliness. God can give you peace in the middle of your pain. And if today is a wonderful, joyful day for you, you can celebrate that God's the giver of that good gift, peace. Peace that goes beyond all understanding, the Bible says. Peace that doesn't make sense. If you're in the middle of a hurricane stage in your life where things seem to be going crazy, you can have peace because of Jesus, because this child who was mighty God, everlasting father, wonderful counselor and prince of peace, he was born for you and he was born for me. He cares about you, he loves you. And so we celebrate this truth today. And like me and my buddy putting together that basketball goal, we missed one of the parts. We had to go back and put it in or it just wasn't gonna work. And we finally got it put together. And the next day, me and my kids, we had a blast shooting basketball and having fun. But they didn't know. They didn't know how hard it was to put that thing together. They just, they saw that finished product. And I don't know that any of us will ever know how much it cost God to do what he did for us. I don't think any of us can fully comprehend what it was like for God to become man for us, Emmanuel, God with us. But I think it does us really a lot of good on this Christmas to think about it, to worship him, to praise him, to stop and thank him right now. If it's been a busy, joyful day, hit the pause button, put the toys down, the devices down, get your family together and thank God for Jesus. Thank God for what he's done for you. And if today you're sitting in a living room or a back porch or your bedroom, with a screen and you're listening to me and you're all alone, 
Or maybe it's just you and your spouse or you and your loved one. And, and, and it doesn't feel like Christmas today. I hope that you can find a way in your heart to remember what God has done for you. That, that he's given you everything that he has. That if he never gave you another thing, he's given you Jesus. And my hope is today that that will bring you hope and bring you joy. Because our king, who we celebrate today, that baby was born for us. And he was. Wonderful counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting father. And prince of peace. Let me pray for you now. Jesus, thank you for this Christmas day that we all can celebrate together. Lord, today as we do that in our homes, living rooms, maybe even in the car going down the road to visit family, we come together to remember who you are, your word, your revelation to us about yourself. And Lord, we don't want to miss a part. We take you as you reveal yourself to us. And we believe in the, in the witness of your word about who you are. And because of that, we know we are called the children of God. And we thank you today on this Christmas day for coming for us, for loving us, for being the child who was born unto us. And we celebrate that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Part of today's worship includes responding together through what we call communion. Communion was prescribed for us by Jesus himself, and it serves as a reminder of the reason that we celebrate Christmas today, remembering that Jesus was born to later die and to be the worthy sacrifice for our sins. Scripture is clear that communion is for believers, and so whether you are a member of Three Circle Church or not, we invite you to participate with us today if you are a believer and follower of Christ. If not, please know that we are so glad you're watching this broadcast and we invite you to just observe during these moments and perhaps to ask believers around you about the significance of what we're doing. And for parents of children, the Bible teaches us that you are the primary spiritual leaders in your homes. It's up to you to discern whether your child has already become a Christian or if they're not quite there yet. If they are not yet believers, this is a wonderful time for you to talk with them and help them understand what it is that we're doing, what's happening, um, as they observe you receiving communion. Earlier, we mentioned about the communion elements that were provided in a Christmas take-home box for those of you who joined us on site for Christmas Eve. So if you would, go ahead and take your bread and juice elements and distribute to those around you who are believers. Go ahead and set those aside and we'll utilize those in just a few moments. In 1 Corinthians 11, the Apostle Paul shares these words. I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Please join me as we pray. Lord God, we remember again today how vitally important it is that we approach communion with reverence. And so we pray, God, that you would help us to do that and help us in this brief moment to examine our own hearts. God, we pray as David did in Psalm 139, God, that you would search our hearts, that you would show us the offensive way in us, and we ask for your forgiveness, God, for sin in our hearts and our lives. 
and ask that you would make this moment special as we remember your death and sacrifice. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. We will now partake of the elements during this next song, and so we invite you to listen to the song and follow the instructions on your screen.
What a wonderful moment. As we wrap up our time together, make plans to join us next Sunday, which is New Year's Day. We will be back on site at our campuses at the times you see here. And lastly, if you would like to participate in worship through financial giving today, here are several ways you can give through Three Circle to help us reach and bless our world. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday. From our family to yours, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas filled with the hope of Jesus.